The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. I would like to give you guys a Twitter quote to start with and see if you can get some idea who might say something like this. I guarantee you, unless you know, you're probably not going to know. The idea that the government could ever take 400 million guns from people, even if it wanted to, is ridiculous. It's a moot point that stops us from talking about the many things we do actually agree on. Like, let's fund more research and for mental health programs and programs to fight gun suicides. That actually makes a lot of sense because if you look at gun deaths, over 50% of them are suicides. Over 50% of the people shoot themselves, usually on purpose, I guess, if they're trying to commit suicide. But you wonder, who would say something like that? That has to be some pro-gun advocate, absolutely. Well, I'm going to tell you who that who said that. That was David Hogg who said that. The little twit who's been flittering around telling everybody guns are bad, guns are bad. And he actually came up with a statement that I can agree with and makes sense. He's a dimwit. Well, did you hear what he said? No, what did he say? Okay, I'll say it one more time. The idea that the government could ever take 400 million guns from people, even if it wanted to, is ridiculous. (laughs) It's a moot point that stops us from talking about the many things we do agree on, like funding more research with mental health programs and fighting gun suicides. Well, I don't know what pill he took or who who, who kidnapped him, but that that does... He was only 12 when he started doing this stuff, 14 or whatever. He rode his bike to school every day. I mean, he's maybe growing up, and they say with age comes wisdom. Maybe he is actually getting wiser and realizing he's looking at statistics, he's looking at things that make sense and realizing, okay, it's silly to try and take everything away from people because that's just not going to work, and it violates constitutional rights. But the fact right. that he's saying, let's talk about stopping suicide, stop a, let's check a mental health, let's do some more mental health checks, that kind of stuff, that makes perfect sense. Like I was saying, more than half of all gun deaths in the United States are suicides. So you would eliminate 50% of the gun deaths if none of them were suicides. Now, granted, you're not going to stop everybody, and other people use other methods. Actually, um, men tend to use guns way more than women do, like 80% more times than women do. Women like pills better, I think. But then, you know, hey, you know, maybe David Hogg was actually thinking about uh, taking himself out of the gene pool, and he thought, oh, yeah, oh, and wait, I can't get a gun. I'm too young. So he decided to say, okay, we can't take him away. So, And this was his statement. So, I mean, that's his Twitter feed. I guess you can look that up if you follow him on Twitter, which I don't, but I saw this story on Bearing Arms. Those guys usually are on point with all that kind of stuff, all the political stuff. So maybe he's not as... Dumb, or he's gaining wisdom that we can't see. Maybe there's something there, and he's going, you know, I've tried this whole take guns away thing, and I started doing the research and found out it would be impossible to try and do that. Now, this is another thing he threw out there that I thought was phenomenal, and uh, it'd be interesting to do that. He said, time permitting, I'm going to try to have at least one conversation a day for the next week with someone who's messaged me to discuss what we can agree on to address the gun violence. None of us want that to continue. So if you want to talk to me, DM me. Can't promise you, but I'll try. So he's willing to talk to people who are pro-gun to see if he can find common ground. That sounds very Trump-like. That's a very uh, big change of heart for I know, I know. I I would be skeptical, but... uh, 
You know, maybe you know, he's, you know, it's possible he's changing his mind or realizing some of the earlier statements he made were completely. If, if you watch the videos of this guy, you would have, you would be skeptical as now, well. Now, this is all very recent though. Yeah, this, but, uh, when was this like this? Yeah, March 7th. Yeah. So this just happened this past maybe, week. Maybe he's getting some brains. Maybe. I mean, you know, he was, what did he say? 14 when he started this crap when he rode his bike home from the school. Oh, studio. I don't remember. I don't even know how old he is now. I'd have to look that up. I, couldn't tell you because I think he's in his 20s yeah. by now. But that's interesting though. Yeah, that he's actually willing to talk yeah. to people. I'd love to have that conversation with him. And I think we should try to get him on the show. You doubt? Yeah. I think we should do it. I, uh, and I will refrain from calling him all yeah. the names the I want to call him. A libtard. <laughs> yeah, I cannot promise I won't call him a libtard. Well, I mean, can I make not, that promise? No, it would be nice. I would have a good conversation. No, it would be great to yeah. have this conversation. Well, yeah, obviously, I, we're nice to everybody, Roger. Uh, absolutely. So, well, most people. Most people. <laughs> uh, we're nice. We're always nice until until it's time, it's time not, not to, to be, be nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> were you Roadhouse fans? <laughs> uh, and if you're not a Roadhouse fan, <laughs> something's wrong with you. Rent the movie. Oh my goodness. But yeah, that was it. You be nice until it's time not it's to time be nice. Not to be nice. And you know, when will you know? Don't worry. Don't I'll tell worry. You. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, as long as he comes on and wanted to have an honest discussion, I mean, so far from what he's saying here, he's making more sense than I've ever heard him make. Yeah, right, right, right. Because he realizes yeah. trying to confiscate every gun in the country is an insurmountable task that's yep. never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Unless they can change the Constitution, which would require a constitutional convention, which would open up the Constitution to so many ridiculous things that people would try and pound mm. into it. Yep. It's, it's, I would hate to think it. I mean, it sounds like if you look at all the good things that could happen, that'd be great. But if you look at all the bad things that could happen, the Constitu- Constitutional Convention could be a nightmare. Yeah, you would have to really be careful. Right, to try and open up, open up that yeah. Pandora's box and mm. see who would come up with what. I mean, it could be done it because could be. you can restrict what comes to the floor and all that. Um, but it would but, depend but on which party's to, in charge. The, the, oh, of course, of course. And you can't depend on today's establishment Republicans. I wouldn't want to do it with Lindsey Graham in office or Mitch McConnell in office or Romney in right. office. I wouldn't want to do it. I would have to get rid of them first. They're part of the swamp. A hundred percent. Why would you want the swamp monster trying to run a constitutional Exactly. Those, ridiculous. Those bozos would do more things to harm us than they are going to do good. Yeah. But I wonder with this thing, he's talking about this. I wonder if he really is trying to concentrate on the mental health and gun suicide issues, or does he just want to build more yeah. street cred well, for his cause? I, I would love, really would love to talk to him, because I'd also like to know his, his opinion on the drug drugs. I mean, I would... I bet you there's common ground there too, with at least the way you and I think, Rod. Right. I mean, the fact that drugs can cause people to do things that they well, wouldn't only do, or gang members. Yeah, I mean, but also the war on drugs, as it's been fought, is it failing. Like a Forty-year <laughs> war, but no one. So clearly, we need it. to try something different. Yeah, the war on drugs and, is uh, a hoax. Yeah, it's it's it really is. It I is. think it was it was Bortz who once said that they proven. That rehabilitation oh. stops more drug use than, than any more drugs yeah. everywhere else. Yeah, everywhere. treatment and re- rehab. Yep. Treatment and rehab and just setting up centers where these people can actually get help. Then And, and that's, Does, again, that's the libertarian part of us. Right. Our view on drugs. You can't I mean, force just, people not to do it if they're going to, if they want to. I mean, to. when you've done something, it's just, it's the same thing with this so-called war on poverty. We've just made it worse. I mean, I haven't I made it any better. Let's tax everybody so, to try and give money right. to people who don't so want to make money. When you do the same thing for 40 years and it's not working, 
What's that the definition of, Roger? Insanity. Exactly. That's Einstein's so, definition of insanity. So Do the same I, thing over and over again and yeah. expect a different result. And, and I'm never going to put ideology or a political party ahead of my own brain and common sense. And common sense tells you when you try something for 40 freaking years and it's not working, you do something else. <laughs> it's not going to work mean, if you it, use it one. Exactly. Oh, no. We just haven't done it right, right. yet. We just haven't done it right yet. <laughs> yeah, that's – Let's throw more the, money at something this, that didn't work. This the, the, should be the – the motto of the Democrat Party. We just haven't tried hard enough or yeah, like we haven't done socialism. it right. Because that's exactly right, Roger. Social, I, if I had a dollar for every time uh, somebody told me socialism worked, I'd yeah. have zero dollars. Right. You know what's crazy? <laughs> if socialism ever did work, I'd still have zero dollars. Because <laughs> it, do, uh, it doesn't. I mean, because yeah, they take it from – I mean, uh, that's well, their shared version of misery. Social, their version of socialism working – and most people's version of what they think ideal mm-hmm. socialism is are two totally different things. Yeah, your socialist utopia doesn't exist. Right. Now, if you're on a small island with maybe 20 people, you can make it work. <laughs> you might. If you're big enough. But. Yeah. But, yeah, again, if you're big enough. <laughs> if you got more guns. You know, the and other they don't thing have. is what, y'all are, what you're really touching on is education and people have no clue touching. Yep. what a socialist Economy, what a socialist, what a utopia is. They don't, yep. you know. I, I bet you, I, I would make you all a bet if you want to do it when the show's over. Go out on the Atlanta streets and ask people, what's utopia mean? Right. That most of them, well, that's like racism. Most people can't define that at all. They couldn't tell you what the definition is. They take things yeah. that are prejudiced and call them racist. It's like, no. Hey. Two different words. I, I have some breaking news. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news. So, <laughs> douchebag Lindsey Graham, you know, the, the Republican who, who hasn't seen a war that he doesn't love. He just wants us in an endless war. He wants us in a war with Russia. He probably has investments um, in uh, defense. Stocks. Oh, I'm sure he does. I wouldn't doubt it. We should follow the money. Uh, he wants to attack Mexico now. He wants to put boots on the ground in Mexico. Now, oh my God, I, I'm not kidding you. This well, is the man said this. Isn't this sort of the premise of the South Park movie? But we attack Canada. Instead? Oh my goodness, it is. It is. I South Park needs to do a new episode. So where we now, attack Mexico? Now I'm all for, and I said on my show, I'm all for declaring the cartels a terrorist organization and, and pinpointing some strikes. Right. I'm not for putting boots on the ground and go get in an endless war with Mexico, a country that can't even feed all its people. Half the people want to come here anyway. They'll <laughs> and surrender. I, exactly. They're just gonna. So we're just gonna open the border even more because they're gonna wave a white flag and we're gonna let. It. Lindsey Graham's an idiot, folks. He Obviously. needs to lose his job. He needs to watch the <laughs> South Park movie. We'll get half our food. <laughs> oh, that's right. What's gonna happen to Mexican food? We cannot put boots on the ground in Mexico. How are we gonna celebrate Cinco de Mayo without Mexican food? <laughs> Oh my God! This this could be disastrous. Oh my goodness! Will they stop Corona beer from? Co- what are people going to do? What's going to happen on Taco Tuesday? I, Taco! Oh, they send, they send the virus instead of the beer. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! I mean, Roger, you make an excellent point. What will happen to Taco Tuesday? I try. What's are, going are to happen to, to Cinco de Mayo? Are we going to be able to celebrate um, enemies? Food on a certain day of the week, every week. <laughs> it's unbelievable, ladies. I please, if you're in South Carolina, hear me well. Get rid of Lindsey Graham. I, and you know, Roger, I said this. Unless you don't like tacos, I, I, unless which you, is un-American. <laughs> if you hate Mexicans, then you might want Lindsey Graham. Tacos. If, if you hate tacos, you're un-American. I'm sorry. <laughs> I agree, Roger. Tacos are American. hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. I made some tacos the other night. Oh, wait a second. They're probably made in China and sent here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you know, David. I, I know. Okay. 
I know that we're going to be in trouble when. <laughs> and we'll be in trouble when I walk into a Mexican restaurant to get some good tacos and there's Chinese chefs. Or white then guys. Then we're in there. trouble. <laughs> or white guys working there. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness. Redneck taco makers. I don't know no, about that. Can't have oh, that. Oh gosh. <laughs> I, no, mm-mm. Why did Lindsey Graham oh, nuts go to war with Mexico? Lindsey Graham, right here, wants to put boots on the ground in Mexico. This guy, again, you know, Roger, I, I, I would never, I would never call for a Democrat to beat Lindsey Graham, but I'm almost at the point where I would be okay with a Democrat knocking out Lindsey Graham so we could knock out the Democrat later. The only problem is it would take six years. So I, how long before we go to war with Canada? (laughs) Yeah. I, I, what's it going to take? I mean, Ukraine's not enough. We've ordered, we've ordered the snow boats, but China hadn't delivered (laughs) (laughs) to go to Canada. Yes. (laughs) Lindsey Graham is a moron. But Just if you haven't moron. seen the South Park movie, you should watch it. Oh my gosh, look up South Park do, Attacks big, Canada. Bigger, longer, oh. bigger, longer, uncut, whatever. Oh my yeah. gosh. So he said Attacks yeah. Mexico. I go, wait, blame wait. Canada. Blame Canada. Blame Mexico. Blame Mexico. <laughs> blame Mexico. <laughs> Oh man, this is just, uh, this is. Could you imagine? Tough, I mean, no Taco Tuesday, no Cinco de Mayo, no Corona beer. Oh, no farmers, no one to stack our markets. Would they not let us see the World Cup when Mexico <laughs> no. plays? Who, who is going to leaf blow Scott Weltzel's neighborhood? That's right. I mean, who's gonna. <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> What would you do with your weed eating business? That's right. Who's, who's exactly. going to the blowers? Oh I God. mean, I can only be a foreman. I'm not going to go out there and cut the yard. I don't even cut my own yard. <laughs> well, you're, from, you're, you're, you're of Mexican descent. You have a Guatemalan guy do it. I have a Guatemalan guy do it. <laughs> we are higher on the food chain. <laughs> oh, Is that because you're farther that's north? That's just terrible. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> No, we're not. We're, oh, not, we're, we're not prejudging uh, a racist. Against of course anybody. not. I mean, I love Taco Tuesday. But if if we if Lindsey Graham gets his way and we go to war with Mexico, can we do friendly relations with Guatemala so I can keep my Guatemalan worker? Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's just oh god. The fact that he uh, even mentioned that <laughs> we're so gonna get what us is, put in YouTube jail. What is he thinking? Well, he's not thinking. Obviously, he doesn't think. He loves war, and right now Lindsey Graham is and crawling. Listen, was the best target he can listen, come up with. No one stabbed. Trump more in the back than Lindsey Graham uh, throughout most of his presidency. And Lindsey Graham came to his aid for the Supreme Court justice. He came to the Supreme Court justice's aid, and he deserves credit for that. But for the most part, cumulatively, Lindsey Graham's a backstabber. Did, did, did he not know what a woman was either? Oh, I don't know if he does. I Well, you know, it's funny. I think he looks in the mirror I, to see I, that. I, I'm not going there, David. I am not going to go there. I am not going to make fun of the fact that Lindsey Graham has never been seen with a woman. I'm not going to do it. He looks in the mirror all the time, <laughs> so, right? <laughs> so, but I, you know, but Lindsey Graham, I mean, this guy, he's, he backstabs Donald Trump for four years almost, and especially the last and couple of- He still calls himself a Republican. And now, but not only that, he's crawling so far up Donald Trump's derriere right now because he doesn't want Donald Trump to go after him because I think, I think there's some people in South Carolina that are about ready to get rid of Lindsey Graham. So Lindsey Graham is going to crawl up Donald Trump's butt so he can get on Donald Trump's side so he can save his Senate seat. And then he'll go back to backstabbing. Uh, I mean, he, he doesn't just backstab uh, Trump. He backstabs the American been, people. Do we know how long he's been in office? Too long. It's got to be, it's gotta be too 20 long. years? Too long. Better? 
too yeah. long. It's just a go to war. With, oh, God. <laughs> just, I had visions of South Park, the movie. Kind of flashed uh-huh. into my head when you that's said that. That's great. Could oh, you imagine? Oh, okay, guys. Uh, what are the, I forget the South Park guys. You guys, what, Trey um, Parker and... And uh, Matt Stone. Matt Stone. They, those guys need to make an episode oh, of South God. Park uh, where we attack Mexico. Mexico. You know, they made an episode with Butters when Butters thought he was a Mexican. <laughs> because they told him to be a Mexican, not a Mexican or something like that. Oh, so he went and he crossed the border and went to, there's a whole episode where he is in, it is hilarious. So now they need to, yes, they need to make one where, uh, you know, and they, they need to make fun of Lindsey Graham anyway. Yeah, well they need to make another movie is what they need oh, to do. 100%. You know they're making another Beavis and Butthead. Are they? They bring, they're bringing that back. Yep, that's coming back. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's a great thing. <laughs> I'd love to see a South Park episode. Uh, you know, Biden probably could as butthead. As butthead. <laughs> oh, I my could see that. You know, someone I saw it, uh, someone had made it a uh, quote on Facebook today. They were talking about imagine the movie Independence Day. Mm. You remember that Will Smith and right, right, and uh, Pullman, Bill Pullman, right? yeah, 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 the president. He said, "Imagine that with Bill, with uh, Joe Biden, Joe Brandon as president." Oh. <laughs> No. And I thought, Independence Day, I went, Independence today. Today. <laughs> yeah. And he would soil those depends That's at the right. sight of an alien. Independence today. That would be oh Joe Biden's goodness. version. <laughs> That's <clears throat> sad but true. Uh, unfortunately. Be, I mean, it's hard to blame the guy because he's so incoherent and oh, so uh, yeah. unaware of Una- everything. Uh, 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 unaware. I feel sorry for him. I really do. I really well, do. You know what, though? His handlers can push through anything. Blame it on him. Yeah. He'll take it. Yep. And he won't even realize what's and going on. And he doesn't on. realize what's going on. He has no so idea. So they have this anonymity I mean, behind him that they're going to use to shame, the fullest extent. Shame on Jill Biden. Do you see last night? I think it was last night or the night before. Um, I don't remember which journalist. Uh, she did. She sat down with somebody. I'm sure it was CNN. And they actually asked her, well, the Republicans are calling for a, a, a cognitive test for Joe Biden. And they actually are, they want to pass a law apparently or something where, where if you're test. 75 years or older, you should pass a cognitive test. And Jill Biden wanted nothing of it. She didn't want to hear the question. She didn't want to answer the question. She just tried to well, laugh. Well, of course it off. not. She's, Absolutely, because she's got his hand so far up, up his derriere. Puppet butt that she's controlling everything. Yeah. She's you ever seen them. Jeff Dunham? Yeah. That's, yeah. well, that's Je- when Jeff Dunham has Walter dressed up like Biden. If you haven't seen that, it's hilarious. Oh, I bet that's funny. That puppet looks just like Joe Biden. I know. And uh, all you got to do. For years before. Yeah. And all you got to do is, is substitute, uh, um, Jill Biden for Jeff Dunham, and Joe Biden is the puppet. And just remember, folks, you know, Social Security was not taxed until Joe Biden pushed a law through to tax your Social Security. A Democrat. That's right. So when they tell you Republicans are going to take away your Social Security, look at history. Look at who did it. You know what is a bigger insult, Roger, even than that, is, is Joe Biden was holding hands and walking through Selma, Alabama the other day, and uh all these race pimps were walking with him, trying to gain power, using the Democrat Party to right, gain power. Right. They're walking with the with the very guy who opposed desegregation. Right. He opposed busing. He did. This not. guy was who who idolized a, a grand wizard in the KKK. The hypocrisy. They're walking with him. The yeah. hypocrisy. They're either of that stupid. <clears throat> Or they just they've given they don't care they just want power. they just want their own power yeah that's power. all they want they want to be in the spotlight they want to be in power Terrible. they don't care what it takes to get there they don't care if they betray their own 
culture of people to do it. They just want power. Yeah. It's, it's so, and people just don't see this. They don't know it or they don't understand it. It's crazy that people don't realize the Republican Party was founded on the basis of eliminating slavery in the United States. Yeah. That, that, that is entirely accurate, factually proven, historically. You can historically prove that. Yeah. That was a fact. But yet people don't pay attention to it. They don't. They it's don't. so ridiculous. Hey, before you go to the next break, Roger, I have another story here. Oh, yeah. Let's um, – apparently Besides attacking Mexico, and, what are we doing now? No, this is hilarious. In case of an encounter with a bear. Don't push your friend down? Don't push your slower friend down. <laughs> I, who, who says that? No, that's I mean, the old joke. I don't if, have to run faster than the bear. Yeah, I just, I just have, have to run, run faster, faster than, than you. you. <laughs> don't let your friend tie your shoes you if there are bears you, in the woods. You shouldn't run from a bear anyway from the last, last I heard. Unless it's a black bear, you're supposed to fight. Yeah, black you, bears you're not, you can scare off easier. You're not brown gonna, bears maybe the brown scare. bear. Maybe the brown, the brown one bear. of them you're supposed to fight. Well, you one know, of them they say you can identify it by their their scat, their their leavings. Yeah, okay. A black bear is going to have like berries and nuts and twigs and stuff in there, and a brown bear is going to have sunglasses, whistles, <laughs> whistles, bear spray, <laughs> bullet shells. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to be in the the brown just, bear scat. It's just hilarious. There's an actual story that says, "Do not push your slower friend down." Yeah, you know what? I've seen that. I. If you're slower than me, I don't have to push you down. That's right. <laughs> I just got to be ahead of you. That's right. It's got to be in front of you when we start. Uh, don't the rest climb. of it's up to you. <laughs> and I don't care how fast you can climb a tree. You ain't getting away from that. Oh, bear. I've seen a bear climb a tree uh-huh. faster than you can imagine. You're, Holy yeah, exactly. cow. I had exactly. no idea they could climb that fast and that high. Yep. Whew. It was, there was a... Um, I wonder... I wonder if this came out because of the movie. You know, there's a movie out called Cocaine, Cocaine Bear. Bear. <laughs> and it's breaking. It's doing great at the box office. I think it's doing better than the, the, uh, than a real Marvel movie. movie. Oh um, my God, the Ant, Quanta, uh, Mania. The Ant, the Ant-Man. Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Yes. I do want to see that. It looks cool. Cocaine but, Bear, uh, I think apparently, it comes to cable. Well, I want to see the Ant-Man. I want right. to see Ant-Man and Quantum. The, it's about quantum physics and stuff. I want to see that, but uh, cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, wait till it comes to cable. <laughs> I want to see a Sharknado cocaine bear double feature. <laughs> Are we gonna have the Sharknado versus cocaine, cocaine bear? bear? Like because we have Predator versus Alien, right? And so, Mothra versus Godzilla. Mothra versus. I mean, this Godzilla. could be one of those epic battles. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cocaine bear. That's hilarious. Cocaine bear, Sharknado. I mean, uh, you know, whatever you do, don't push your slow friend down. If, if you got a bear coming towards you, throw out a bunch of fentanyl. Fentanyl. Fentanyl, there yeah, you if you're go. smoking yeah. across the border. You could go. drop a bear in, in a heartbeat with fentanyl. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but, of course, you have to be smuggling it in from Mexico. Or. <laughs> but since you're going to war with them, since you're going to war. talk to them anymore. <laughs> no, it's funny. Trump went in there to Mexico and made peace it, with the, the president of Mexico, oh, made plans, Trump worked had, things out. Trump had Putin in check, he had China in check, he had Mexico in check. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to go for a quick break. We'll be right back after this. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. 
If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you've been listening to America's Web Radio today. And uh, earlier we talked about David Hogg seeming to change his mind or taking a reasonable approach to stopping gun violence by realizing that the most used guns, to the, the most number of deaths by gun are suicides. It's 50% if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think you can, you can check that statistic to be sure, but that is what I read last time. I think it was, uh, it's been a couple of years back, but I read that statistic and that was where it stood. Over 50% of all gun deaths are caused by self-inflicted suicide. So there you go. <clears throat> so maybe he's realizing that guns may not be as big of a problem as, as he mentions, mental health and programs to fight gun suicides. That's what we need to be doing. We don't need to be going after the guns. You don't go after the tools. You go after the people who are using them because people make things dangerous. <clears throat> a shovel can be used to dig holes, plow fields, plant seeds, or you can hit somebody over the head with it and kill them. So, oh, making an adjustment here, ladies and gentlemen. If you're watching, oh, it's so much better when it's further away. But anyway, because I have a face for radio. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, uh, yeah, so look, so I'm going to start looking into more things that this guy says now because he actually is making sense now. Because, I mean, making an effort to talk to people on the opposite side of the issue from where you stand means he's willing to listen. He's willing to be reasonable. There might be compromise in some of his ideals, which would be fantastic. It'd be great to convert somebody who was as anti-gun as he is to someone who has reasonable expectations and understands that the law is the law in the Second Amendment, and it can't just be modified at will. So that makes a big difference. Now we're going to go to rural Virginia real quick, where an armed homeowner shoots a naked stranger who attacked him with a frying pan. So, okay. I'm surprised they didn't say West Virginia. But anyway... Oh, so homeowner in rural Virginia will not face charges after defending himself from an unwanted and unexpected visit from a stark naked stranger who tried to break into his house and assault him with a cast iron frying pan. Now, I'm going to point out something here defensively. A cast iron frying pan, cast iron frying pan would probably be one of the best defensive weapons against handgun fire. Cause I do not believe there's a well, with the exception of maybe huge caliber pistol cartridges. Most pistol ca- cartridges would not penetrate a, a cast iron frying pan. How fast can you move it around for protection? Well, I mean, start with the the biggest parts of your body, you know, and then go from there. But in, in a thing, a situation like that, in a house, you're probably not more than ten feet away from anybody. So if you made the right moves, you could probably get there and smash somebody in the head before they could shoot you effectively. But, of course, if somebody's totally naked, you wonder, what are they on? What are they doing? I don't think they were in complete control of their senses. But he ended up, it was a a woman. She's beating on the back door, (laughs) and the homeowner shot the female in the lower leg area. So apparently that's all it took. So So nobody died, but the... 
the frying pan wielding assailant was disabled by a shot to the lower leg. Now, there's got to be something here. I mean, I don't see anything about uh, drug usage or anything like that, but I just can't imagine that there wasn't something. This lady is either mentally unstable or has some sort of drug issue because to break into a house with a frying pan and then try and uh, bash a homeowner with it while he's got uh, he's got a handgun. Uh, Would you like a farm story? Sure. Let's let's go for the farm story. Okay. Once One a- night when I was farming, my hired hand and uh, he was from the same place that uh, Victor's from, so I won't go into detail. Okay. South of uh, the, our our new nemesis. Yeah. <laughs> Arch nemesis, according to Lindsey Graham. Anyway, uh, he came over to my house and had had his case of beer for the evening. Okay. And I decided that uh, I would look better underground than above ground. Oh, my God. This is the guy you hired to work yeah, with you? Well, he had worked for me for a couple of years, I guess, at this point. And uh, so I went over and I said, no, I don't think so. And I had a shotgun with me. And I took him. I said, let's go back to your house. <laughs> which was right behind my house. And I talked to his wife, Maria, and I said, uh, Maria, you you got to do something with Pete. This, this isn't going to work. I'm going to call the police or I'm going to have to shoot him, you know. This isn't going to work. So I went back with my shotgun back to my house. And then a little while I hear this on the door, and I thought, oh, dear. Here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> and... So I, I walked to the back door with my shotgun ready and all of this, and there's Maria with a frying pan. I took care of Pete. Oh, oh gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> she knocked a little common sense into yeah. I took and care I, of Pete, yes. Oh, my goodness. Sometimes you just need to sleep it off. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's funny. Well, yeah, frying pan, you know, it, it's... People get bludgeoned to death more than people get shot with guns. <clears throat> there are more people getting hit by blunt objects or impact objects than being shot by guns. So, you know, there's nothing wrong to say. I mean, a good cast iron frying pan can pack a wallop. Oh, my God. And they're heavy. Oh, yeah. And they're I would venture to say they're bulletproof against most pistol ammunition. So Now, granted, like you said, it covers a limited area. But, you know, but this lady who attacked... Um, she was shot in the leg because she was probably holding the frying pan in front of her, and maybe the homeowner knew if he shot the frying pan, it wouldn't do, wouldn't yeah, deter the baby. Yeah, it could ricochet and hit him also. But yeah, so that was interesting though. <clears throat> but she was apparently she was trying to get into this house, and she got into it, and then started yelling at the homeowner, and the homeowner told her stop or I'll shoot, and he did. She fell down, and it was over. You know, they, they still don't know a motive for this intrusion. Roger, there's more and more of this, uh, I don't even know what it's called other than home invasion going around now, you know? that. Uh, oh, yeah. Un- well, this is, I mean, there's something here. She was running around naked without a piece of clothing on in February in Virginia. So, obviously, she wasn't even dressed for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her mental state has got to be questioned here because they can't figure out any motive. They don't believe they knew each other, so... Just kind of weird how she randomly, unless she thought it was somebody else's house or something, but you know. So if you're going to go bludgeon somebody with a frying pan, you want to make sure they're not armed or they will shoot you in the leg and send you to the hospital, which is what happened here. So make sure they're the right house. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's happened before on uh, with the good guys and the bad guys. Bad guys go into the wrong house, shoot the wrong people, and the good guys have done that before too. It's happened. I mean, you know, everybody makes mistakes. People are human. I understand that. <clears throat> well, we think so. Yeah, you'd like to believe that. I understand. Genders. Oh, that's right. I, you know, I can't remember them all, so I just have to kind of lump them all together. And everybody else out there, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else. And like I said, there are some people who literally have both sets of reproductive equipment, and I understand that they are a tiny, tiny percentage of people. Though most of the people just want to be re-identified as something, don't have any of that. They just want to get themselves attention because most of the people who are um, I guess you might say, you know, equipped with multiple sets of stuff. They don't want the attention. They want to go about, live their lives and not be called out or, you know, made fun of or have any issues with that. And it's sad that some people have to deal with that on a daily basis. Usually that's dealt with at birth. A doctor will decide, you know, they'll ask the parents, you know, we have this and this. Um, this is more developed. Would you want us to go with that route and turn them from this to that? And in that case, yes, someone could be confused later in life because they were born with both. So they have both issues there. But that's very rare. I mean, that's less than one-tenth of one percent of the people, which is a tiny little piece. Less than one in a million. So, okay, here we come down to the ATF again. First they go on and they're going to ban. Well, they're not going to ban. They're going to make you register anything that is a pistol brace weapon as a Class three weapon. Now the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals struck down the ATF's administrative ban on bump stocks. So now they're going to start selling bump stocks in three different states. Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi bump stocks are now available for sale again. Now, I'm not going to make any um, claim as to their effectiveness or whether I would want one or not or anything like that. Because, you know, that's each person has their own idea of which accessories they deem to be something they would want to have. But the fact that they were legal, the ATF ruled legally on them, and then one was used in a crime, one crime. Somebody used a bump stock, and they made them illegal because of that. It's just, it's it's crazy. And now there, the judge said he took down that order saying you can't do that legally. It's unconstitutional. So now they're going to have, now it's going to have to go to, um, I guess, back to the U.S. District Court in Texas. But, uh, the, uh, <clears throat> and they chose not to ask the Supreme Court to look at this yet. So right now, the Supreme Court is not going to be involved as far as they know. But it's going to be interesting to see how this pans out as far as a ruling goes. Because, I mean, for most people, bump stocks are not that big a deal. It's kind of an accessory that's kind of, it's more of a novelty than anything else. If you've ever used one, you know that the control it has is very minimal because the way you have to hold the weapon, because it has, it actually literally has to bounce back and forth. And there's a spring in the stock that kind of bounces your finger on the trigger but you have to hold it loosely enough to be able to get that bouncing effect it's a very odd situation it does take some practice to get it right now once you get it right it can increase your rate of fire but the accuracy is going to be diminished tremendously because you got to realize this weapon is bouncing back and forth in a stock with a spring and that's what's bumping your finger up and down up back and forth across the trigger. So this weapon has to be held so loosely that it's able to move easily by letting the recoil control the bouncing to get your finger to get multiple shots. What's the old saying? One bullet? One shot, one kill? Yeah. Yeah, well, 
Yeah, there have been many occasions where that has come out and, and done to, better. To use the bump stock, I'd rather have the accuracy than the... Uh, and the spray and pray. Yeah, the spray <laughs> and pray, exactly. Yep. Well, I mean, that's the thing. They were never super effective, and they were more of a novelty than anything else. So the fact that they made them illegal is a little odd, because, like I say, I don't believe they're really that much of a threat. Of course, somebody used one and killed some people with it, or at least had hit, had them in the room with the rest of the guns he used to so kill a bunch of people what, with. Wasn't this the thing in the, at the nightclub? No, this was in Vegas, from the hotel room. Yeah, and yeah, well, hotel room in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, and and he was shooting down on him, right? Right into a big concert. Yeah. So he had a lot of targets, and they say he probably would have hit a lot more people without using the bump stocks. Yeah. That's what the experts seem to determine from that, because the fact that he was using the bump stocks mean his aim was imprecise in the least. You know, to say the least, it was imprecise. Because if you've ever fired one, you know, they're just kind of a, they're a novelty. They're kind of fun to play with a little bit. If you get used to using them, you can get a little more effective with them, but it diminishes the accuracy of the weapon to such a degree that it's literally just a toy. That's all it is. A way to waste some ammo. And they're fun. I've used one before and they're fun. I'll say that. But as far as accuracy goes, you'd be lucky if you had a rifle with a bump stock and you could hit things consistently at 25 yards. That's how, I mean, my pistol would be more effective at 25 yards being held properly than a bump stock would on a rifle. So, you know, if you're just going to spray and pray, they're fun. That's all I can tell you. There are other ways to increase your rate of fire without using a bump stock, which I don't want to talk about here because I don't want the, uh, <clears throat> the... I think it's called pulling the trigger. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But there are more effective triggers that make it easier. You know, a lighter trigger makes things better than a bump stock would. If you have a way to get a really light trigger on a weapon or... To be able to cycle it quickly or work with your finger. Jerry Michelek, the fastest gun in the east, west, north, south, the fastest gun in the world probably, he can show you what can be done with just a standard trigger. He can fire a revolver faster than most people can fire a semi-auto. He's amazing. I mean, and granted, he practices a lot. He has a lot of money for ammo or ammo sponsors. But you know what? Anybody who puts in the practice and works with one weapon can learn how to shoot it more effectively than adding some little novelty bump stock onto a weapon. Because it's still just firing one shot per pull of the trigger, which is the definition of something that's semi-automatic. Now, granted, it makes it more... I guess it makes it easier to do that with the bump stock. But there are tons of ways to do it by just using a rubber band and using your your hand and your trigger and letting the gun bounce in your hand. There's so many ways to do this without actually getting a a quote-unquote bump stock in place because that's all it took for this. You know, one time somebody used one at one point, and boom, they're illegal now. But now the court's taking it up saying, oh, yeah, now they're going to be available at least until somebody appeals it or reissues a, uh, a a ruling on this, so now they're available in three states. So you can go to those three states and buy them. Now, with the bump stocks, when they made them illegal, you were supposed to destroy them. There was no keeping them, no registering them, nothing like that. Which, to me, if it was legal when you bought it and they want you to give it up without compensation, I think I would think that's illegal. I'd have to check with Mark the Shark on that. But they'd have to give you some sort of compensation if you bought it when it was fully legal and there was no restrictions on it, and then they tell you you have to destroy it, throw it away, get rid of it, cannot have it in your possession at all without breaking the law, that to me seems like an illegal issue. I don't know. I say I'm not the lawyer here. 
And they say, oh, it makes it like a machine gun. I go, no, it doesn't. Like I say, it's a toy. That's all it does. But uh, it the fact is that the, the um, ATF has this ability to change policy and change laws, which they're not supposed to do. They are not a law-making entity. They're supposed to regulate. And according to the Constitution, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. They should not be able to infringe on this or determine legality or illegality of a particular weapon based on an accessory. So that's going to come down, you know, that's going to come down and so eventually that's going to have to be settled somehow. I mean, to me, it doesn't make much difference. I've never owned a bump stock. I would have no desire to, even if they were to become available again. It's not the kind of thing I would necessarily want to use. I mean, I would play with one once in a while, but to own one, I don't need it. So we're going to have to see how this pans out. But it's interesting to see that they are um, reexamining this again at this point in time. So I'm curious to see. I'll have to follow that up. If I can find follow-up on that, I'll try and bring it in one day, and we'll try and get something. Now, we know the ATF has reclassified pistol braces, and th- but here they did not say you had to destroy them, didn't say you had to remove them, didn't say you had to hand them in. You can register whatever weapon you have with a with a pistol brace on it as a short barrel rifle for free, for no cost whatsoever other than maybe postage to mail some stuff in. You can do that for free, and they'll give you the tax stamp for free. Now, it's normally a $200 transfer on this or $200 tax stamp you have to acquire by getting a short barreled rifle, but now you're allowed to do it with no additional cost. So, and then, and then, of course, I talked about this a few weeks ago. Is this the kind of thing you want to register as many, as many pistol braces as you can so you can, you know, they can be modified later on. Once it's a short barreled rifle, I would think you could put any stock you wanted on it. Then you can run it with a regular stock and have an actual short-barreled rifle. And the pistol stock wouldn't matter as much. I need to see if I can look into that law or see, or not even a law. It's a regulation. It was an adjustment of a regulation. And the thing is, there are over 40 million of these in the United States already. And now they're selling, telling everybody, those 40 million people, you need to register your weapon in order to keep it. And gun registration in the United States is supposed to be illegal unless there are certain classifications. And they basically reclassified a weapon by putting an accessory on it. Now, I won't say that that's not something that can be done. You could drop a full auto sear into something and change its function. But the pistol brace does not change the function of the weapon. It still functions the exact same way. It doesn't change anything about the way the gun operates, the way it works, the types of bullets it fires, how fast it can fire. None of that is affected by putting a pistol brace on a weapon. And the fact that they said it was legal and fine, then they changed their mind years later, years down the road, almost I think it was 12 years later, they changed their mind on this. All right, we're going to have to come back after this. I'm Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. This is America's Web Radio. Would you like to have a show, talk about your business, or express your opinion? 
on America's Web Radio. Just email gm at americaswebradio.com and we'll get back to you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. I'm going to take the last segment here to just talk about something that's, in my opinion, something that's rather important. I know it's tax season. A lot of people are starting to get their tax refund checks back. And you might be thinking, hmm, what do I spend it on? The wife wants a new washing machine, but the old one still works. But I might need a new gun. So I would definitely say spend the money on the new gun. Why? Because washing machines will be available from here on out forever with no restrictions on them. Guns, however, they are coming after hard and fast. They are doing anything they can to try and pass more laws to restrict what kind of gun you can get. And semi-automatic guns are high on the list of banning. They keep talking about banning, well, I don't even like to say the term assault rifle because they are not assault. They're semi-automatic rifles. They're trying to ban semi-automatic rifles that have certain accessories on them be like banning a Camry because it's got a racing stripe on it. But anyway, this is coming. So if you have any inclination or any idea that you would like to own one of these, I would say move fast on this. Go ahead, get in line. Right now, the prices on the weapons themselves are actually fairly reasonable. Gun supplies have filled up the pipelines. They're completely full. You're getting some of the best prices we've seen in probably almost three or four years, since 2019, when the, uh, the street... Street riots caused people to panic buy guns and sent the prices sky high on almost everything. But most of the prices on the guns themselves are coming back. They're back down to normal or regular prices below MSRP on most things. So these can be had. And now, like I say, this is going to be an effective time to start looking because if they do get assault rifle, quote-unquote, assault rifle legislation into the pipeline – and there's a chance it could be voted on, all it would take is one or two Republicans to vote for the, the safety of the children to start to let this go through. Now, I would hope enough people have an understanding of the Constitution and wouldn't allow it to happen, but if it does, then your limitations are going to be in place, hope, hopefully not forever. And I love the fact that the crime bill in 94 had a sunset of 10 years. And thank goodness we had a Republican in office who decided not to renew it. Otherwise, we'd be limited to uh, restricted magazines only, restricted to weird accessories on your weapons that made them look funny and function even worse. It's crazy because they want, you know, you want safety on a gun, but yet they're going to try and pass a law that limits your safety on the gun. You have to have all these weird things on it to where you can't grip it properly, where you can't hold it like you're supposed to to make it more unsafe, and that's what they want. They want to make it more unsafe or more difficult to use a weapon properly. You'd figure they want to make it as easy as easy to use safely as possible. Put the most amount of thought into making it function properly, function easily, and make it as safe as possible, but they're not. So if you've considered buying a gun, I suggest you start looking. Now would be the time, especially if you have that tax check burning a hole in your pocket, go out and start looking. In the springtime, the gun shows are popping up everywhere in almost every state that allows them. So start looking. If you don't know where to start, you can start online. You can ask friends who have guns. And all I do is ask you, if you have a friend who's going to help you, ask them, what do you think I should get? And if he answers you without asking you any questions, ask somebody else. 
You know, because a lot of people just say, oh, you need one of these. It's like, you don't know what I'm going to use it for. You don't know what I plan on, where I plan on keeping it, if I plan on carrying it or just leaving it in a uh, dresser drawer. They need to ask you questions to determine your need before they give you an opinion. And if someone just answers, oh, I have one of these and it's great, say thanks. Oh, I appreciate that. I'll start looking and go ask somebody else. If you don't have anybody else, go do some research online. There are thousands and thousands of YouTube videos giving opinions from a variety of different people on what type of gun you should purchase. Now, if you're looking for a rifle, a rifle, semi-automatic rifle, I can say without fail the easiest choice there is an AR-15 because it's very versatile. You can change things on it. You can modify calibers, change parts like a set of Legos. And no matter what your needs may be, you can probably modify an AR-15 to fit most of your needs. Now, granted, that's not for everybody, but if you just want an introduction into the semi-automatic rifle world, the AR-15 is probably the easiest and most adaptable weapon out there because there's so many ways to configure them. So that's something to consider. Now, as far as semi-automatic pistols go, you know what? The biggest thing there is you got to go put your hands on them. You know, you got to take and ideally take it for a test drive. See if you can find somewhere to rent it before you can buy it, especially if you're only planning on getting one and not planning on becoming an enthusiast or don't think it's going to be a hobby you're going to continue to enjoy. You just need to have one because, you know, if you don't get it now, you'll never get one. You know, that's why there are 400 million guns in the United States and only like 300 million people. Because a lot of people have more than one gun. Because, you know, they're enthusiasts or they realize what they need it for or what they plan on doing with it is going to be something that's going to require more than one to be ideal. Like I said, if you're running a construction company and you have a Toyota Corolla, it's going to be a lot harder for you to carry supplies in that than it would if you had a pickup truck. So think about your use, what you're going to do with it. Now, most people who come to me say, you know, self-defense, that's what I want it for. I want to be able to defend my family, my house. If somebody breaks in or if somebody comes to my house to try and do harm to me and mine, I want to be able to defend myself and eliminate the threat of them being there by having a gun. And most cases, a pistol is the easiest weapon for self-defense. It can be handled with one hand if you need to. Two hands are always better on any kind of weapon to give more stability, more security, more safety. It's like trying to shoot a rifle with one hand. It can be done, but it's not recommended. It's not something most people train for. It's not something that's that's done. While a pistol, you can shoot one-handed much more effectively than you can a rifle or a shotgun. So, And a lot of people will tell you, oh, a shotgun's the best home defense weapon. And it is very effective. However, it is much more destructive. Also, if you're taking a shotgun, you're probably going to have to shoulder it to fire it accurately. Now, what if you have in tow a couple of kids behind you where you want to have a hand on them and lead them into a safe part of the house, and you've got a shotgun that you have to put on your shoulder? At least if you have a handgun, you can hold them with a le- with your weak hand, walk them into the safe part of the house, and have the weapon, a pistol, at ready in case you run into something that's a threat to them or you or your household, any of your household members. So be aware of that. A pistol is probably one of the best self-defense weapons in tight quarters. Now, if you live out in a farm somewhere and you need defense against four-legged animals as opposed to two-legged animals, you need something to be able to take down a wild hog or a bear, you might have to change. You need to change your specifications a little bit. Then you want to go with something ideally in a rifle form. If you want to get a pistol, you need a bigger caliber. You need higher capacity. You need something capable of producing more energy with each shot than you would with a pistol that's only designed to 
to prevent you from being beat up or taken advantage of or killed by two-legged animals. So go out, do some shopping, do some research, start looking around. If you have any inclination to get one, I suggest you start looking now. Now, the legislation has not been – it's it's still in the works, but I have a feeling the Democrats are going to try and push through some sort of gun control on what they consider assault weapons, semi-automatic rifles, semi-automatic pistols, anything that holds more than 10 rounds. They're going to try and start limiting magazine capacities. And it's funny because I read today that most public education does not teach the Declaration of Independence in detail. They mention it briefly. They don't discuss it too much because it says in it, if your government becomes tyrannical in the way it wants to do things or or ignores legality and equality under the law, it is a citizen's duty, a right and duty to fight back against this. So they don't want to teach people that it's okay to fight back against the government. Why would they do that? They are the government. So be aware. That's something they don't teach in schools anymore. So when your kids come home and say, oh, what's the Declaration of Independence? Oh, I don't know. It's a document they signed to to tell the King of England they wanted to be their own country. Yeah, but look at the details in the language. Look at how they describe it. Look at how they tell you the list of grievances that they spell out in the Declaration of Independence. So go out there, get your own independence. If it's your first weapon, if it's your tenth weapon, if you have any desire to ever own a semi-automatic weapon, I suggest you start looking. Now, I'm not saying buy something right away. Do some research. Ideally, if you get a chance to shoot something you're interested in, that would be perfect. That would be the ideal situation. And most ranges have rental counters. If you go to an indoor range, most of them have a rental counter, which for 10 or 15 or $20, you can basically use any gun in there if you use their ammo. That seems to be what I run across most of the time. Buy ammo from the range, you can use their gun for a small, a nominal fee. That way you can get a box of ammo, try five or five different guns with 10 rounds each just to see how they fire, how they shoot. If you find one you like better than the others, buy another box. Shoot a box through something or a box through two or three of the top contenders to narrow it down a little more. Find something you like, find something comfortable, find something in your price range, and go out there and get yourself a semi-automatic weapon because I have a feeling their days are limited. If this goes through, I'm hoping it won't and we'll get somebody in charge who's going to respect the Second Amendment, but that's not the kind of thing I can guarantee. Unfortunately, I've seen this happen before. People frantically searching to find magazines for their weapons and not wanting to buy the restricted magazines. It's funny how the government wants to keep all their employees or all their law enforcement or military equipped with the best possible weaponry with no restrictions on magazine capacity or anything like that. But they want the citizens to be second class to their law enforcement and their military. And now, unfortunately, the military now is much more organized. Well, not unfortunately, but they're much more organized and there's no militias anymore. There's no just people standing up for their own own rights in their own town or their own city or or township. They don't stand up. For themselves as much as they used to. Back in the day, you know, there were no centralized, I guess, authoritarian figures. When they posed the, the Constitution, there was no, there were very few police departments except in the very largest of cities, and they were limited as to their scope. Now, every municipality has its own law enforcement 
I guess, entity, whether it's a sheriff's department, whether it's a police department, whether it's a, you know, some sort of security companies running stuff for big companies that are almost like small counties. So there's much more organized law enforcement now than there ever was, but they think the law enforcement has more rights than you do as a citizen. So take advantage of that tax return. Get out there. Start shopping. Look for a weapon. Now, the ammo is still a little high. From what I was seeing, it looks like a case of 9mm ammo is about $100 more than it was back in 2019. 2019, it was running about 180 to 200 for a case. Now it's almost 300 a case. So you're paying 50% more for ammo, but a lot of that is due to inflation, cost of materials, cost of labor, cost of maintaining machines. There's other factors in there that are making a difference besides just the limited supply. But a lot of the stuff comes from overseas, and as that stuff starts to trickle in and fill up the pipelines on ammo again, hopefully the prices will drop down even more. I doubt it's going to go back to where it was but it will definitely get lower a little bit. But right now, it's not terrible. You can still buy it at reasonable prices. And if you get a chance, if you if you have the money, now would be a good time to stock up on some ammo also. So get that weapon you've always been looking at. Go on the Internet. Do your research. Find what you like. If you get a chance, go shoot it. See how it feels. And now when you buy the gun, that's just step one. Certain, like rifles, you may want to add an optional sight onto a rifle, whether it's an optic of some sort, whether it's a scope, magnified or not. You may want to do that. Even with a handgun, you may want to add an optic to that as well. A lot of them have the capability of having a red dot or some sort of visual optic on them other than just the uh, iron sights. You're also going to need a case for this weapon. You're going to need a cleaning kit for this weapon. You're going to need certain accessories to make sure you can care for it properly and make sure it lasts you a lifetime. Most guns, if taken care of, will last you for generations. So you want to make sure you take care of this to be able to pass it on to generations. That's how this should work. And if you buy the right the right one, I mean, most of them are, I have to say, most of them are all pretty good. There are very few bad weapons on the market today. Most of them have the capability to be as good as anything, which is what you want. You want to have something you can pass down to your kids or something you can last forever. All right, that's about all the time we have for today. So go out, do some shopping, get that tax return, stimulate the economy, and I'll talk to you next week. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.